looks like it. Ubahasa, Yoka. Hello there. Welcome to the Cannon Cantina, presented by the Geek Out Show Network. So, we want it, Vin. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. Suddenly, the scar. Jedi business, go back to your drinks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cannon Cantina. This is episode 22. Um, you might have noticed we skipped episode 20. This is That's the uh, lost 20 via the Cannon Cantina. I'm your host, Jade, as always, and with me, as always, is my trusty co-pilot for life, Heath. What's up, man? Man, it has been another great week of Star Wars news, and I'm just happy to get, get rolling, man. For sure. Now, let me join you there. Let me get one of those in. Dude, I've been, uh, so I'm not usually one for like sweet drinks and stuff. I know I have been on a seltzer kick, but I've been drinking twisted teas lately and I'm hooked, man. Like they are fucking, they're so good. <laughs> man, I've never had one. I just remember the uh, video that went uh, viral last fall of the dude smacking the guy in the face with one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I mean, so that's about as much as I know about him, but I am a big fan of a good Arnold Palmer, so I'm assuming it's the alcoholic or the alcohol version of that. It literally tastes like an Arnold Palmer, and, and honestly, you can't taste the, the beer. So for everyone of our listeners who's 21 and up, I, uh, I definitely recommend them. Right on. Man, they beat the summer heat, too, so uh, that's been great. Heath, what you been up to, man? Man, it is, it's been one of those weeks where – just little things here and there have been catching up to me. Um, I'd uh, let you know there's a few things that happened, but Thursday morning I got to the office and uh, we have our uh, our weekly meetings for the office. They just management relays information, so I always get there a little early just so I can kind of put the final touches. So as soon as that meeting's done, hop in the truck, hit the route. Well, Thursday I get there. And uh, I grab my keys off the, the board, and I walk out, and I open up my truck, and not my stuff on my truck. And so I start looking around, and I find out that all my stuff has been loaded onto the Super. So we have these two trucks that are, I mean, almost 18-wheelers. I mean, and my Thursday is just a bunch of mom-and-pop shops. I mean, I've got a few big accounts, but I can't even get this truck into half the parking lot. So yeah. at 3.45 in the morning, I'm sitting there cussing my loader up and down. I'm like, I can't believe you made this mistake. You know, he's normally on this, on this game. So I back my truck up, and I just switched the loads on these two trucks. So by about 4.15, 4.20, I'm drenched in sweat. Well, it's we come out like that, man. Yeah. Well, our office is actually split into two different routes of drivers. We we have multiple management uh, in our office just because there's so many routes. Our office is pretty large. So I come out, and one of my coworkers is there, and he's part of the other team, and he is just mad. And I'm like, yo, man, what's going on? He's like, they loaded my stuff on the wrong truck. I'm like, same thing to me, man. I just actually had to switch my clothes off the Super. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, they loaded my stuff onto the wrong truck, so I had to switch it this morning. And he's like, no, I was supposed to be on your truck. You were supposed to be on the Super. And I just, I'm like, oh, man, nobody told me. So I just did a whole bunch of work for no reason. Oh, no. I was like, well, man, I was like, if you want my truck, you can switch it back over. But I've already done it once, so I'm not going to do it again. And he looks at me. He's like, no. Well, I run my route. 
come back in and my, I look at my loader. I make a comment. I was like, hey, man, I thought you, you screwed up. And he kind of gets looking. He's like, oh, you're not on the Super. What's going on? Well, he walks over and he just gets a whisper and he's like, man, that truck's got a bad hose on it. And they knew that you were local today. So they were taking the risk of anything happened. You would break down closer as opposed to him breaking down farther off in the office. So I was a little irritated by that. Yeah, that's annoying. It's freaking strategic, you know, <laughs> a strategic breakdown, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I could have saved myself a whole lot of time and energy if somebody had just, you know, sent me a quick text. Oh, but, man. I, I've had my frustrations of that where it's just like, man, this could have been a text message and saved everyone time. You know yes. what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Work stuff aside, it's been, uh, you know, a boring week as far as work goes. Hot as hell. I've been sweating through everything, changing clothes midday, you know, that kind of heat. Yes. Um, taking care of some livestock for a friend. So it's actually why I'm a little late tonight. I was uh, over there and then looked at that nice cold pool and was like, you know what? I'm going to take a dip after after doing all that. So <laughs> got a little swim in and then came over here, man. But, yeah, uh, Heath, we got a bunch of Star Wars stuff going on. Um, and we'll definitely try to touch on everything. Did you pick up anything this week? Anything Man, at the old got, mailbox? Um, no, I just went by and picked up Star Wars 14, which was a really good read. But outside of that, no, um, you know, had a few issues on the old internet front today, but nothing that, you know, we can't get into later. But yeah, my pickup for this week, Star Wars 14. And it was a good one. How about yourself? Yeah, I didn't pick up a whole lot. The, Toys have been real dry for me lately, so same thing. I picked up Star Wars 14, great book, um, and we can get into that in just a second. And Star Wars Adventures 5, that IDW series from the High Republic. Nice. Uh, didn't read it, but uh, it is a, that Daniel Jose older book, and the art's pretty great. It's re- it's like a real busy style of art. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I just I just hadn't got to do it. And it really focuses on Martian Rose, so. Good stuff. Um, I did hear that uh, one of the local cats, Joey, over at the High, he uh, he was listening to our show, and we we turned him on to the High Republic. Nice. That's great to hear. Yeah. So uh, I hope you're listening, Joey, and you're reading Star Wars High uh, Republic Adventure, so you can tell me about it because I'm behind. Um, other than that, I picked up. Um, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about Star Wars re-releasing the Essential Legends Collection. You remember that? Yes, I do. So I did pick up uh, Path of Destruction, the first Bane book in the Bane trilogy. They released uh, Heir to the Empire, Shatterpoint, and Path of Destruction. So uh, I picked up the that book just because that's the only canon that really hasn't been undone just yet. You know what I mean? It yes. still very well could, and it probably very well may. Um, but you know, Heir to the Empire that's been that's been pretty much overturned. Uh, yes, for the most part. So anyway, that's what I picked up, man. I'm eager to read that. I've, I've actually never read it before, so I've always heard the Dark Bane trilogy is a, a really good one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've heard the same thing. So that's really cool. You gonna have that one knocked out before uh, Rising Storm comes out? Yeah, I'll. Pro- this is gonna be my in between, right? So what Rising Storm comes out in two more weeks? Yeah, I think we're ten days away. Yeah, so I'll probably just knock this out before I before I dive into that. Man, I'm excited about that book. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, man, let's you want to jump into Star Wars 14 real quick? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the big takeaway from this one is Lando is still up to shady shit. 
Yeah, it is a very Lando-centric book. Um, obviously, this is a War of the Bounty Hunters tie-in. Um, everyone's looking for Han. They get the message. And uh, Leia just goes in, guns blazing. And, and Lando kind of has to be, has to Lando his way out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really interesting to see Leia off a rocker. and Or not off a rocker, but, you know, outside her normal mind. And she even references it in a conversation with Luke. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see that, you know, that turn there. But uh, we see Luke, he's going to be heading off on a mission, but he's planning on meeting up with him as soon as he can. So we see, you know, why he's not there. But they go ahead and they pick up Lando to help with this part of the mission, which is probably a really good, you know, idea since he is the only person that has, you know, working knowledge of uh, the Crimson Dawn. So... Which I, I loved how they kept. I love how they kept sewing that into the story. That like solo, the movie solo is very, very important to this War of the Bounty Hunter storyline. Like it, it, they're making it more apparent uh, every yes. issue, which I love that because I love that movie. Um, so hashtag make solo two happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any standout parts um, outside just the tie-ins there that kind of um, caught your eye? Man, um, so Chewie is really heavy in this book, too, mm-hmm. and I really like him piloting the Falcon. I think that's probably the coolest part of this book to me. Yes. Because he, he, he pilots it just as well as as uh, Han does. And I think it's pretty funny that Lando kind of ca- keeps calling uh, the Falcon his ship, you know? Yeah, it, just keeping with that continuity. I mean... <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he's always going to feel like he was cheated. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really happy to see that one because, I mean, he's got a plan. He's and has to do some, you know, pretty hard maneuvering once a few people, you know, come out of hyperspace in unexpected areas. So that was actually really cool. And I didn't think about that until right now, but he really does. That's cool. Yeah, and actually it really reminiscent. Of, you're talking about the landing he makes. Yes. Yeah, he and uh, Ray does a landing real similar to the uh, on Endor. Was that on Endor when they were at the wreckage of the Death Star? Is that? I don't think it's supposed to be Endor. Whatever that, is. whatever that water planet is. Oh, I mean, it's we know Endor's the moon. It's the planet that Endor is a moon too. I just can't think of it right now. I'll look it up. But yeah, when they go to the wreckage of the Death Star to go see uh, Palpatine's chambers. Uh, she yeah. kind of makes a very similar landing, which yeah. I think is great. Um, but overall, a, a pretty good issue, man. And, and war, dude, this story is just getting better and better. So I, I really like this. And I mean, this is the first crossover that I've really been keeping up with in a long time, and I really feel like they're doing a great job with it's the, the stories that these characters are staying in their books, but it's touching nicely and it's. You're still getting the same nods back to Solo, and we're all working towards the same, you know, place. So I, I'm really enjoying it. I really, uh, I really hope that the collected edition. I hope they do a hardcover because I'll probably pick that up, man. Like I'm, I'm really high on this story. That'd be really cool too. That would be a great idea. I don't think we yeah. had any any bombshell breaking reveals or anything in this, right? We're, we're still dealing with Lando 
trying to get Lobot right. So, you know, a couple of issues ago, he gets his circuits fried, and that's why he doesn't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when they're looking for a certain language that they download into C-3PO, if I, don't re- if I remember correctly. Yeah, they touched on that in this issue. Um, I can't remember the name of the droid, but the one that he uh, shoots into hyperspace um, did something. I think something. they call it a talkie. I think that's what they call it, a talkie. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he definitely did something. And um, Now, just how long has Lobot had, like, the dangling wires? Because, I mean, that's not from the films. No, that's it just uh, just in this era of the of the story. Okay. His dreads, his auxiliary dreads. Yes, I didn't want to call them dreads, but yeah, that's definitely what made me think of. That's what they're that's what they're aiming for, I think. Um, and just to circle back, the Death Star wreckage landed on Keith Beer, an entirely different moon on the planet Endor. I think uh, here at the Canon Cantina, man, I think we've had a couple of Keith beers ourselves. <laughs> oh. So no. Star Wars 14, pretty good read. It, it's not the most important book in the series, um, but we do get get a lot here, so uh, I'm happy with it. And Charles Soule's just knocking it out of the park. I think the art is Luke Ross. Does that sound right? Oh, man. I want to say yes. I know I know he's involved somewhere around here. I think it's here. I've just been, you know, I, I looked at it today, but it's not standing out to me. And I've actually got it put off into the closet over here, so I'm not going to be able to get to it just right now. She gone. No, it's... um. It's not. He's doing the main, the main bounty hunter, uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, Ramon Rosanas. So great stuff. And Charles Soule always is always just doing great, oh, great man. comic stuff. Um, we touched on High Republic a little bit. Uh, do we have any other High Republic news this week? Oh, do we? So for all the people that like uh, their audio books, Mr. Calvin's got has confirmed that Mark Thompson is done narrating uh, The Rising Storm. That's great, man, because Mark Thompson, when you think of Star Wars audiobooks, it is Mark Thompson to me. So I'm yeah. glad that he's taken on this project. I didn't really think that he wouldn't. Um, but, yeah, Kevin Scott, of course, is going to really, really uh, champion that that audiobook, of course. But um, I think we're in for a treat there because, you know, I always read it and then I listen to it to get the na- the pronunci- pronunciation of the names and everything. So, yeah, uh, that, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy that. And I think I uh, mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we got the um, excerpt from The Rising Storm. I mean, when I'm reading that, I'm hearing Mark, Mark Thompson's voice in my head. It's just one of those things. I think you're right. He is Absolutely. Just, you know, he's part of like these big books. And help bring them to life. So not a whole lot of of uh, High Republic news this week, but you know, we're, like we said, we're ten days away from from the Rising Storm, so that that's really where it's going to be. Dude, I, I'm I'm probably going to have to knock that book out in a couple of days, really and truly. Oh, I can see myself doing the same thing. Like, I mean, I'm I'm excited about this one. Pretty exciting there. So. Um, Maybe some stuff that's not as exciting. Well, I have mixed emotions here. You want to jump into uh, you want to jump into collectibles, or do we have anything on the comics and books front? I think that's I think you're right. I think that's all we have on the um, comics and book front. But yeah, let's hop over into uh, old collectibles. I mean, it's been a great week of reveals, but uh, also a frustrating week of uh, you were 
trying to uh, get some orders in this afternoon. Yeah, I think that rubbed everyone uh, the wrong way. So we started off the week with getting a Black Series reveal, um, the gaming great Zalbar from Knights of the Old Republic. So, again, that's a GameStop exclusive. What did you think of this one? It's basically a Wookiee with a big sword. Uh, I'm not really too familiar with the character myself. Uh, I am just because he is coming from, um, oh, um, KOTOR, um, real cool character. Um, didn't use him a whole lot in my party back when I played it, but I mean, Wookiees are awesome. Yeah, there's not much here outside of a, you know, your basic Black Series body for, you know, Chewbacca with, you know, a little less paint and that sword, but, you know, for those people that really enjoyed that game, well, it's been out for, I want to say, close to 20 years now. It's a great game with a solid story. Yeah, people are going to be happy about this one. And, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, the only, like, quote-unquote problem I have with it is I feel like it could have just had a wash. You know, if it just had a wash on it, it would be just fine. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because it is just straight brown. Yeah. Um. So... That was kind of the, the tease at the beginning of the week, and then I want to say, so we record on a Friday, maybe midweek, Wednesday, something like that. We got some pretty, pretty heavy reveals. Yes, it was Wednesday, and, I mean, the Vintage Collection has got some great stuff, especially if you like hard um, figures, because you actually hit me up about this one. Yeah, so this one was, uh, you know, Yak Face. Shout out to, you know, shout out to Yak Face and Kylo Collector. Those guys got, in, you know, they got the business thrown at them undeservingly this week. Yeah. I mean, so, shout you out know, to those guys. I talk to Kylo Collector in the DMs pretty often, man, and, and I've been a champion of his, you know, I've been championing him for a while. So I'm really, you know, I really hate to see when people kind of shit on them for no reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to touch on this. I didn't know where it was, it was kind of fall into it, but since we're here, those guys owe the community nothing, absolutely nothing. They are putting in work, giving people links to stuff. If you can't get it, that's not anything on them. They had nothing to do with the availability, sites crashing, pages not working, or bots. They're doing the good work out there and letting collectors know about this stuff that's coming down. I mean, how, how many times have I referenced just, you know, stuff from Yet Face over the you know, the time I've been on the show, I can't tell you how many times, but like we get a lot of good information and to see people just giving the shit is ridiculous. Yeah, it really is, man. And uh, I, I would say I probably picked up 75 percent of my collection via links from them. Yeah, I can. As long as I've been on Instagram, I've been using Yak Face and I re- recently uh, started using Kylo. And uh, yeah, they are such a helpful tool. Leave so, Yak Face alone. <laughs> What's that? I said leave Yak Face alone. <laughs> yes. Dude, that is the second time I've thought about the old Britney meme in a while, <laughs> or this week. Of course, you know, it has nothing to do with our show, but everybody is just, for some reason, completely infatuated with the uh, Batman sex life. And in oh, my yeah. head, I like, you know, I posted a few things up the other day just to make myself chuckle, but I, like, I almost wanted to just go back and just use that meme and just leave Batman alone. 
So to circle back, we got a vintage collection reveal, which was great for vintage collection collectors. You know, I'm, I'm one myself, and I enjoy when I can buy four at a time for sure. This is an Amazon exclusive, um, and it is a four-pack, so it's going to come with your Elite Squad Trooper um, from the Bad Batch. It's going to come from Clone Captain Rex from the Bad Batch. You're also yep. going to get Clone Captain Gray. That's the uh, captain that turns on Caleb Doom, a.k.a. Kanan Jarrus, uh, in the first episode. And we get Captain ba- uh, Blast? Ballast? I'm not really familiar with this one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah me neither. Um, I'm guessing he's coming later off in the series. Um, yeah, he looks like a 501st, doesn't he? That's what I was thinking. Um, his, um, color, his colorway is definitely 501st, and, and it is labeled Bad Batch, so I haven't really heard anyone talk about this one. Maybe we did see him already. Um, maybe he's one of the, the surviving clones for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, we talked about it last week when we were going over last week's uh, episode of the Bad Batch. Maybe this is who Rex is talking to. Maybe we're just, you know, waiting to see him pop up in the series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. So maybe some of his some of his homies from the 501st made it out, you know, as well. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe this is Gregor, right? Gregor Ballas. I didn't really say that at all. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. But a really cool four-pack nonetheless. Uh, it did sell out on Amazon, so that was kind of a surprise there. I, I was able to secure one. That's awesome. I'm happy for you because, I mean, these guys look cool. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Clone Wars. I'm a big fan of the Bad Batch. I, yeah. If I was a, a vintage collector, I would have been right there hunting on this one, but I'm happy you got it. And it seems like this one, even though it sold out, I haven't seen anybody complain about this one, so that's a good sign. No, I think it was readily available. So I know you're not a vintage collection uh, collector, but you are a Black Series collector, and we got a few more reveals uh, after this. Mm-hmm. So um, the one – these are awesome, but this was the stuff that I was least looking forward to. But we have Retro Power of the Force packaging. This is going to be A New Hope, um, Luke. Han and Greedo from the first part of the film all look amazing. Uh, this is, you know, we just got a Greedo earlier in the year um, that was the stylized old Kenner green colors, but this is going to be the proper look. Yeah, and I um, think you and I were talking about that a little bit. Like, we we needed to see Greedo uh, reintroduced, and I'm really glad they did that here. This is a perfect spot for it. Yes. Um, and, I, and I personally have one, but if the paint job is, you know, that was from – Back in what 2013 from the original? Ooh, is the, that old? Oh, it's one of the original four. Uh, yeah, it's one of the original four black series. So I'm imagining the paint job will probably be better on these. So I'll probably scoop that up. The Han and Luke, not so much. They are the new Hope Luke looks, and we've had those pretty often over the years. The the only thing about this one is I think that, that Han face has been updated that or it's just using the newer tech. Uh, that might be one of the better Han faces on an action figure. Yeah, might, I would agree with you there. But yeah, that Luke, I mean, what was this fourth or fifth time that we've gotten that one? Yeah, just about. Um, I will say the power of the force cards. Oh, beautiful, man. So that was like the height of my childhood collecting, right? It was the the big buff Power of the Force figures. Oh, yeah. He-Man so Luke. Yeah, that was my one takeaway from this. Like, oh, man, I wish they were, like, super buff. Like, I wish they were, like, He-Man-sized. 
Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but I understand why they did it. So, yeah, th- those were a great reveal. Uh, Hasbro Pulse exclusives, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, yeah, still, and those are still up. I, those are going to be fairly easy for you to get. Yeah, I'm probably going to hop on after we're done recording, go ahead and get Greedo in the in the cart. Because um, I didn't, with all the other silliness going on today, I haven't even thought about looking at Hasbro. Hasbro. But um, the one that I'm probably the most excited just because we don't see this colorway a whole lot. We've got. Um, Reigns exclusive? Yes. Uh, so the t- uh, 212. Yep. Yes, 212th. I always look, like, in my mind, I'm just going 212, but I know it's 212th Clone Trooper. Now, this isn't my favorite, uh, unit. It is Obi-Wan's, um, but we don't see a whole lot of them. Mainly Cody is the one that we know the most of, but that white and yellow just really looks good on a Stormtrooper, or on a Clone Trooper. Yeah, so this was originally released in that Entertainment Earth, uh, four pack, which I actually just sold mine recently. I never opened it, because it was only one of each figure. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm an army builder when it comes to, to any style of trooper. So I saw what it was commanding on the secondary market, and I've had it for enough years to where um, I don't necessarily consider it scalping, right? Does it matter even? Um, so yeah. I was able to turn a lick on that. Um, so I'm really glad they announced this, and to pair it with that 501st that just came out, uh, great. So like I said earlier, it is a Walgreens exclusive. Did you ever see this go up, Heath? Has anybody seen this yet? Haven't seen anything. Haven't seen anybody post anything. I've checked Jedi Insider. I've been on Instagram. Nobody's seen anything about this. But, um, you know, I've got a friend of mine who I don't know what it is. Like I've said before, I have plenty of good luck when it comes to Walmart in-store exclusives. This guy is, like, the champion of finding stuff at Walgreens. So I've already told him, I'm like, hey, man, here in a couple you know months, I'm just going to get you a handful of cash, and you just buy all the ones that this money will pay for. For sure. I, I, man, and I hate when they do Army Builders as exclusives. Because, like, for me personally, um, you know, with, with this particular battalion, four, I'm happy with four, right? Four, mm-hmm. my Clone Wars Obi-Wan and my Cody. That's a perfect squad. Um, yes. But finding four of these, I feel like, is going to be really hard. So I, I take, typically have really good luck with Walgreens exclusives, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. See, I, I tend to have really bad luck with Walgreens. I felt like uh, when that uh, Silver Surfer was out a couple months ago, it was like I was just sit there before when they were unloading, and my buddy would come right, right behind me, and he'd just be like, hey, man, I found one. You're good. But, yeah, like nice. I had no luck with Walgreens. Well, if you're listening, buddy, I need four of those bad boys. So <laughs> I'll um, let him know. What else, did, what else did we get? We got a couple of Walmart exclusives, which – you know, yeah. we had some Joes drop this week on Target, which surprisingly Cobra Island stuff stayed up for pre-orders for almost 24 hours. Totally mind-blowing. So yeah. after after that, I was like, oh, man, the, the, the Star Wars stuff that's coming out tomorrow, piece of cake. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. Not, the, not the story. So he tells <laughs> a little bit about the Walmart exclusives. All right. So we are getting the um, Imperial crosshairs. So this is... Just uh, a reuse of the Imperial Stormtroopers that we got earlier. We're getting that updated shoulder pad, pad the updated helmet, his sniper rifle, the backpack, which I was kind of confused because he's not, he doesn't have his Bad Batch style shoulder uh, armor that we've seen so far in the show. So I was kind of confused by that. I'm guessing this is going off concept art, but it still looks really good. 
And then probably the second- so. And it's just it's basically a repaint for them. So I'm mm-hmm. right there with you. Um, I'll probably I don't know. I'll pick up two hopefully and and try to shave that that shoulder pad off. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can see that working. And then um, on the second one for, that was exclusive to Walmart was you know my favorite clone. I've said before, but it's Captain Rex. Um, there's a few choices on this one because this is like almost just the exact same figure that you're getting in that vintage collection four pack, but in the six inch scale. And so far in the appearance that we have of Rex, this isn't matching up. So I'm wondering if this is based off some concept art. But, yeah, probably uh, so. It is different than that original release, right? Like he doesn't have the shoulder pauldron. His, uh, his little almost, satchel is a little different. He does come with soft goods. Yeah, and I mean, I can't ever recall Rex ever having the uh, binoculars on his helmet, which this one's coming with. I thought that was interesting. Again, this might be a look that we're seeing later on in the series. Or That's where I would go art. with it. So, I mean, but the soft goods look really good. Outside that, you know, just those, the pauldron and the, the helmet and the soft goods, it looks like it's just uh, almost a re-release of the first one, which that might be one of the better clone figures that we've gotten, so that's not a problem at all. But, um, you know, you shot me a, a message off about 15 minutes before the release time. I'd already had an alarm set on my phone, so I was out in the yard mowing, and I stopped underneath the tree with a little shade, and I um, started refreshing about three or four minutes out, found out that the links that we'd gotten from React Face, again, thank you, uh, were correct in the assumption of what the figures were. You know, the clock strikes um strike or strikes noon and uh I get Rex in the cart, flip over, I get crosshair in the cart, I flip over, I've already got all of my information into my Walmart app, I hit checkout, they are both out of stock. How was your luck? <laughs> yeah, man, that's man, that just seems to be across the board. I know Gil was able to get Rex, so good oh, job Gil. Awesome. I'm gonna need one of those. Because <laughs> um, I had sent him the links, and I was talking to him on the phone about 20 minutes prior. That's when I texted you. So uh, you, you guys know I live life on the road, man. So I was uh, I actually just like all of a sudden, of course, got into some terrible cell phone service and oh. could, couldn't get anything. Um, got out to where I was trying to get, and this is probably about 20 minutes after Crosshairs did come back up. So I was able to snag one of the Crosshairs. Um, but still no Rex. Uh, but I'd imagine like the Clone Wars figures, these are probably going to go up and down throughout the next couple of weeks. They, um, they are. Yeah, those Clone Wars figures, uh, I was able to get everything I needed out of those because of how frequently they went up. Mm-hmm. And I, because you let me know that the crosshair was back up, I did get him. No luck on Rex, but um, dude, at least four times a day, I would just kind of, you know, stop in the shade while I was mowing, Pull up my phone, get to looking. I would see he was live, came in the cart. Yeah, be sold out again before I could even hit checkout. Yeah, same thing, man. I had a couple in my cart, and it would like would take me all the way to the checkout, and then it'd say, "Oh, these are unavailable." But it kept that amount in my cart, so um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. I, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, these weren't the cheapest Black Series figures that we've seen in a single carted release either. No, and I mean. The exclusives, yeah, as twenty four, twenty five. Rex being at thirty, like there's nothing really here that stands out to me. That you know, it's not a special packaging. It's just it's thirty bucks. So that one was weird. 
Yeah, the fact that that Boba Fett comes from, you know, for the same price and how much you get there, uh, to me, I was thinking like, are they trying to justify the soft goods here? Which I could understand that, but this is a re-release. There's not any new tooling on this figure. In fact, there's actually less figure than the original release here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to soft goods, I mean, we've gotten Kylo Ren, uh, from, the Force Awakens was. Oh, we've gotten tons of figures in soft goods. I mean, the Tuscan Raider in soft goods is probably the biggest bang for your twenty dollar bill that you can get in a Star Wars figure. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I can see it being like the cross or the soft goods, but yeah, like that price points and the fact that we're getting two figures in the same day and seeing the difference just kind of confusing. Yeah, it was it was a little weird, but you know, uh, you know us, man, we're gonna go after it anyway. So. Yep. Long story short, I didn't get any Rexes, man, but I'm not too worried about it. I think we're going to be able to get those. Yeah. I'm not stressing it. And um, one thing that I was going to originally bring up before we even got the news of this one, it looked like multiple sites across um, across most of the collecting pages are getting a restock of the original uh, Rex coming this fall. Had you seen anything about that? Yeah, we talked about that on one of our on one of our episodes. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you just need a Rex and you don't have one, just go get one of those, man. They're still up on Entertainment Earth. Yeah, you can find a second. You know, you can probably find some on eBay and Instagram that's going to be selling a soft good um, poncho. You're good. Yeah, there's not much to this figure. It's not that new other than the helmet. Yeah. So um, we did get some other Bad Batch, but in six scale. Yes, yes. So we got the official announcement of the Hot Toys 1-6 Hunter from the Bad Batch. Um, mm-hmm. Comes with everything you think he's going to come with. Uh, a little less than what Echo came with, so that's a little disappointing. But, I mean, if you're trying to buy this team, it, it's a no-brainer. you got to have Hunter. And, again, we had seen him in the Echo uh, um, preview figure um, – sorry, preview photos. So to get the official reveal was nice here. They didn't give us any th- any hint into what's next, though. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this one's pretty much a given just because he was in the solicitation for Echo. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, if I'm guessing on who we're getting next from the Bad Batch, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably going to be Omega. It, you know, yeah, I, you know that. Oh, you don't think we'll actually get one of the, you know, when we'll get a crosshairs or something like that? If I'm picking, like, you know, team members – um, I could see it being tech before crosshairs, but for some reason I'm just thinking, thinking probably you know it's going to be a whole new body. They're getting these two out here. They'd probably want to go ahead and knock that one out, capitalize you know as soon as possible because that probably just with it being a child, you know, different shape figure, the team is going to sell. Even the people that aren't watching the Bad Batch that just know oh, yeah. the club wars, but you know yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah, need yeah. to capitalize on Omega even. During you know the season or sometime around you know the premiere of season two, if I was going to be a bet man. Yeah, I agree with you there. So I feel bad for you, Austin. You're getting one of these, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I he mean is. they're they're great, but yeah, I feel bad when you have to buy the whole team there. Yeah. Um, man, that's almost it for collectibles. Shout out Fig Pin Battles. He did kind of slide something on our way. Um, we will be getting the rearmored Boba Fett Fig Pin. Um, that's my buddy Huff over at Fig Pin Battles, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be getting two versions of this. We'll be getting a limited edition 2000 run count version, 
which is like a like a silver paint job on it, right? And then of course mm-hmm. the regular Boba Fett. Now the the 2000 run is a exclusive. It doesn't say what it is, but if I had to guess, and and Mike Huff, you could probably back me up on this. Um, the Mando one was a Walmart exclusive, so I'd imagine this is probably going to be a Walmart or Figpin.com exclusive. Luck, because that one looks really good. Obviously, with it being the rearmored Boba, if I was into Fig Pins, I would be fine with that one. But the silver exclusive does look really good. Yeah, I'm going to need both of them, um, mostly because I collect everything Mandalorian Fig Pin wise. Uh, so obviously, I need the rearmored Boba, and I would really like to have that that special edition one. So. Um, that's all we got on the fig pin front, and I think that kind of wraps it up for collectibles, man. Unless anything else, uh, did, did anything else come come to your attention? No, I think that's all that's really been pop that I've seen pop up. I mean, obviously, the last few days has just been you know trying to get into old Walmart dot com, but yeah, I think that's what I've seen this week. You know, these last two weeks have been heavy, and, and it doesn't look like they're going to slow down. Like, and I had said this before um, when the pandemic had kicked off, like. Hasbro's coming after your pockets, right? Like, you're going to be pre-ordering something every week from them moving forward. Oh. Well, I mean, there was a meme that came out, you know, late last year, and it was um, Jason Sudeikis. No, yeah, no, Jason Bateman from some random movie. And it's like, uh, yeah, I think I'm done with my collecting. And it's Hasbro. You know, the hell you are. Yeah. No joke, man. Like, they, they just pump out the goods. And I know a lot of people shit on a Hasbro, whatever. Go buy something else then. I don't care. More Hasbro figures for us. You know, yeah, I see it all the time. People complain about things or really breaking down, um, you know, their products. But I'll say this in defense of Hasbro, and this isn't me trying to be a shill, but for 20 bucks, they really put a lot of love into the Black Series, you know, figures. Yeah, and that's one thing I've, I've said before on the Geek Out show is like, there, the Black Series is so much more unique in characters than you can't put everything on a Bucky Cap mold, right? Yes. In the Black Series, like there is actually a lot of detail that goes into them. Yes, there is a lot of reuse and repaint, but there is also a lot of detail that goes into every new sculpt. So for that, I applaud them. Hasbro, we will be your shills. <laughs> oh man. Well, outside of collectibles, um, Dude, it's been really cool on the news front for, you know, television and movies this week. Um, the first big news that I saw coming out of the week was, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, um, Carrie Fisher is getting a uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, that's much over, you know, way overdue. Obviously, we'd like her to be with us to celebrate that. But, I mean, Carrie Fisher is a household name because of Star Wars and Star Wars alone. Obviously, she went off to do other works after the fact and was a big advocate for mental health. But um, she'll always be she'll always be our princess, right? She'll always be princess to me. I think that's what Lord Santeca says. Yeah. Or, or to me, she's royalty, right? Yes. Um, you know, when... Um Disney acquired Lucasfilms. The first thing I did was I'm like, hey, looks like Princess Leia is now officially a Disney princess. Good for her. Absolutely. And not only that, I love I one thing I've really loved to come out of this um, recently with her characters was uh, Hut Slayer. 
Dude, I yeah. love I love Hunt Slayer. I think that's so much cooler than Slave Leia. Like, yeah. I'll never refer to that again. No, I'm 100% with you. I, you know, I think that so many people looked at that and, you know, you know, why'd you put the strong character in this? And they're like, well, if you look at what she did, she's even a stronger character coming out of it. So, yeah, I appreciate the, the fan base renaming that one. I thought that was really cool. So, not only that, but everyone needs to remember, Star Wars is built upon strong female lead, and Carrie Fisher kicked that off. Yes. So, um, and that's great. I'm glad she's getting a star. Well deserved. Yeah. Well, and she wasn't the only person of Star Wars uh, fame. Uh, today, it was actually, it came out that Mr. Ewan McGregor is going to be added to the Walk of Fame next year as well. Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I'm glad. Yeah, good for him, man. Um, and hopefully it'll be revealed in time for the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, limited series kick in, you know, premiere. Oh, that'd be awesome. Say, I don't know much about how they really do, like, the whole Walk of Fame. I know they do the handprints, and they generally make a big ordeal. But do they try to do everybody all at once, or do they spread that out through the year and, you know, kind of put promotion into it? You know, I'm I'm not really sure, but I would be curious to find out because it would be genius for them to obviously promote Kenobi as this is happening. Absolutely. So, no, good, good, good for Mr. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Is there anyone from Star Wars you need to see on the Walk of Fame that doesn't have one yet? See, I'm not too well versed in who doesn't have one. Yeah, see, I was thinking the same thing. I really don't know much about it and who is and isn't there. I mean, I've got to assume that Mark Hamill's already there, and I'm assuming just with his career, uh, Harrison Ford's there. Um, yeah. I so I just I had to look this one up, but James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones doesn't have a star. He does not have a star. Mufasa does not have a star. No okay. sir. I think that's something the fan base needs to get a hold of because, I mean, how many, I mean, James Earl Jones, like, his voice is just so prominent. I mean, yeah, even when they were recasting The Lion King for the last film, they still got James Earl Jones to be Mufasa. Absolutely. So um, just kind of in the same Star Wars alumni, I I actually just looked up the top 20 people who don't have – don't have a walk of fame yet. So Carrie Fisher was on there, so this list was obviously a little older than that. But Uncle George himself, he doesn't have a star. Interesting. I mean, we've talked about everything he's contributed to film. That's a little bit of a shocker, but okay. Yeah, I mean, Spielberg has one. Even Quentin Tarantino has one. Um, but George Lucas, the you know, Uncle George does not. So, that you know, that's my vote. Uncle George and, and more deservingly. James Earl Jones, a, a voice of many, many childhood nightmares. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, well um, speaking of our films and movies and everything, what did you think of uh, episode eight of The Bad Batch? Man, I loved it. So you and I were texting back and forth, and I think you kind of thought I had watched it already. Um, yes. you, didn't, you didn't spoil anything for me, but just some of my reactions, you were like, oh, so you've seen it. What the hell is he talking about? So um, (laughs) now I know because I have seen it and man, it was awesome. This episode, uh, what was the name of this episode? I'm right there. I'm pulling it up. This one was called Reunion. Reunion. So obviously um, we knew knew what to expect here. Last time we had seen the Bad Batch, they just got their chips taken out. um, But the scrappers on Baraka called them into the Empire 
and you and I kind of speculated on this. They're sending crosshairs, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I watch everything with closed captioning. That's just kind of the way I was raised, so I still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a couple of things that were really interesting to me. So when when crosshairs lands, you know, there's only three of the elite stormtroopers left. It's uh, ES-02, 03, and 04. So 01 is the one he had shot, right? Yes. Um, and then there are other troopers behind them, which I was assuming were constricted. Um, but in the close captioning, they're clone troopers. It says CT dash like 3000 something, 3098, I think is what it was. I always just find that kind of stuff interesting. So those were actually clones. So, um, long story short, they corner them into one of the old, uh, star destroyers while they're getting, or the Republic gunships, they're getting some sort of explosives, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, um, they realized that, like, um, the scrappers hadn't made it to the um, weapon stash or the um, armory. So they're like, we can sell a whole bunch of this stuff, sell it, and, you know, get ourselves out from underneath debt with Sid. That's and, what it was, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, we see them pick up some, you know, a bunch of stuff, which comes in handy in their escape. But, I mean, you know... They quickly realize that, you know, their plan has uh, has been interrupted and they're trying to get out of here. And, you know, Crosshair even knows he knows their tactics and their maneuvers. So he's kind of outsmarting them. And I found that really interesting because, like, you think he's just so far gone. But obviously there's some connection to who he really is still there because he, he's communicating with them. He knows who they are. He you know, he knows their tactics. Like, I, I thought that was, you know, he's not an entirely different person. And that could be the fact that, you know, his chip was altered and they just amplified that part of it. So he might be retaining a lot more of himself than we saw other clones retain of themselves because, you know, they kind of go from, you know, being soldiers with individuality. But we saw in the first episode, like, they kind of all just turn into that stereotypical 80s action or teen drama movie villain it's like yeah bro you know you know at the lunch table but you know he's definitely retained or seems to be retaining more of himself than the other clones but you know getting off the ship he's saying you know no there's somebody there they're jamming us that's tech and you know he's he knows that they're going to try to take this route so he's there waiting for him yeah um and then Essentially, they kind of out, they are outsmart them. They get back to the Marauder, which is their ship, which I didn't realize that before. I don't know if they had ever called it by name. I'm, I'm pretty sure they had, but before we get there, can we just go back to one thing that I think this has to be touched on? Please. So, one of the elite troopers, they're heading towards one door, comes through, is getting ready to ignite the flamethrower, and Wrecker's having none of that and launches a torpedo at this trooper. Yeah. I'm just like I mean that might have been the highlight. Like I mean, it's really hard not to just love Wrecker. Obviously, you know Hunter's awesome. I love Echo coming out of the Clone Wars, but to watch Wrecker hurl a torpedo at a, like Stormtrooper was just amazing. Yeah, that was really great. He has some pretty great uh, appearances in this episode, even in the beginning where he's kind of like messing with Omega as they're yeah. uh, doing bomb, bomb diffusions. And, I mean, he's running, yeah, I get behind that she ducks, and then all of a sudden he's like, you don't think I'd actually let you do this with live explosives, right? Yeah, it was a smoke bomb. 
But yeah. um, so essentially we get to Hunter and Omega getting back to the Marauder. They stumble upon a bunch of dead clone troopers. Um, man, and we get a, a sneaky Dave Filoni reveal. Yeah, I, I always, like, I've told you this before. I think he just, like, thinks he's so sneaky, which he kind of is. Yes, he is. I mean. Who, who do we see here, Heath? A person I didn't think we were going to see. I had no reason to think anything of it, but we see Mr. Cad Bane. Bounty cool. Hunter, scumbag extraordinaire. Now, we hear the Kamania, uh, the Kamonians, Kamonians, whatever it is. Yes. Uh, they talk about a bounty hunter, and as soon as they started talking about bounty hunters, I was like, oh, we're about to see Boba Fett. Like, Keith and I have been talking about this for weeks. See, uh, at the beginning, I think, I thought it kind of confirmed that they were the ones that had hired Fennec, and when we see all the, like, laid out, uh, troopers, I'm like, oh, Fennec's there. Oh, okay, so I didn't I, think about I, that. I'm getting ready to see Fennec in my mind. I wasn't even thinking Boba Fett. And to see, you know, that old dusty cowboy hat and, you know, Cad walk off the ship, I was like, oh, Dave, you got me. You got got, me. He's got a great look here, too. So it looks like he's got rid of the duster, a little more armored up, Mm -hmm. and he's got a smaller hat. Yeah, um, so he they changed his look up at uh, in one story arc in uh, The Clone Wars. So this is the look he's coming out of that one. But, I oh, mean, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. This was actually a really fun one uh, where Obi-Wan goes undercover. He has, like, um, some, like, a uh, they do some sort of, like, temporary, like, facial reconstruction on him. He has a tattoo. He goes undercover um, and actually helps Cad Bane, another, um, oh, some sort of crime boss, like, escape from jail, and it teams up with him. Really fun stuff. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. If we can figure out what episode it is, I'll check it out. But, uh, yeah, we get Cad Bane and, I mean, straight up cowboy. We get some, some, you know, standoff at the OK Corral kind of, kind of thing going on here. Or, yeah. uh, showdown at high noon, right? Mm hmm. And, and, uh, he gets, he definitely gets the better of, uh, of Hunter. Yeah. I mean, super cool. Um, it's, it's a very nice surprise. I wasn't expecting to see him. He, in his true fashion, you know, kind of has the cowboy stuff. You know, hey, little lady, talking to Omega. I mean, it's a it's a very nice surprise. I'm happy to see this one. But he does, you know, as of right now, have his bounty. And I guess we know where he's off to. Uh, the boys find Hunter, pull him onto the ship. They're escaping. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Seems like Hunter's uh, body armor protecting him. It just knocked him, knocked him down and loopy, so... Um. Yeah, this we're we're missing things that I know we could talk about, but I'm just saying like, this has been so far my favorite episode. Yeah, oh. it, it's been great. Um, and I just wanted to theorize a little bit. I think that that Sid is going to help the Bad Batch get in touch with Boba Fett, and and we I think we're going to see that showdown with Cad Bane and Boba Fett. That'd be really cool. Um, one thing before we move off that I wanted to touch on. Obviously, um, Crosshair is showing when he's in charge, he's wanting to do what it takes to get, you know, get the mission taken care of. He does not care of the Bad Batch, you know, live or die. They, they need to be eliminated. So when they're trying to escape from the ship, they're coming out of the engine exhaust and he's having one of his, you know, elite. Turn on a hyperdrive, right? Turn on, <laughs> yeah. So they put bombs on 
on the thing, split it to escape, and I thought this was a really interesting nod. So I would mentioned earlier that, you know, I don't see Crosshair being redeemed. If anything, it's going to be a Vader-like redemption where he sacrifices himself. But did you happen to catch what happened to Crosshair's? Oh, he was hammered at the end of it. Oh, they burnt him up. You know, splitting that uh that exhaust port, he caught some fire. So absolutely. You know, so now he's in all black. He's been burnt. Looks like he uh might have broken his leg and his arm, and he's got a respirator. Is that going to be permanent? Like, are they actually kind of building him as the Vader of the series? Oh wow, I didn't even think about that. Maybe they even run into Vader and think it's crosshairs. Oh man, that'd be cool. Maybe so. Dude, I hadn't even thought about that. It would be awesome to see Vader at some point in time in the series. I mean, it's a very it's gonna be a very young Vader, but that would be cool. Yeah, and it's I mean he's he's hunting Jedi down. Uh one thing I was kinda hoping we'd see here, but again, maybe it would be just way on the nose, so I'm kinda glad it didn't, is we didn't see Cal Kestis here on Baraka. Like I, I know it's way down the line when he's here. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, maybe maybe even we're going to see uh the robot, the big robot troopers, dark dark troopers. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is where. Versions of them? May, yeah, maybe Crosshair is the early version of the of the dark troopers. Oh, that would be cool. I haven't thought about that one. I just I was when well, I saw him burnt up and they got that medic on him and he had the respirator on. I'm like, oh, let's see what happens here. Yeah, so but he, it, there's a lot of ways yeah. they can they can go with this. So Dave Filoni, a little sneaky, a little sneak. <laughs> So um, we had talked earlier about the Hot Toys um, Hunter, and I was just going back and looking at that. I know something that I hadn't seen before, and I wanted to bring this up to you. But in the solicitation for Echo, it has multiple arms for him. It looks like different things. Obviously, the standard, you know. um, Like screwdriver arm. Yeah, so it's got that one. Then it has like a... um, like robotic arm that seems to be, you know, five fingers. And then there was some sort of like, looks like a hammer, like an extension hammer that would be used for, you know, some sort of, you know, demolition. It looks like there's an extension. So it kind of caught my eye because I didn't notice it when we originally saw the announcement for this Echo figure. And I'm like, do you think Echo's going to get some upgrades this season where I see him using multiple different, like, uh, attachments for his arm? I think... That you're that's you're probably onto something there, and um, to add a little more fuel to that conspiracy fire, it's probably why we haven't got a uh, Hasbro version yet. Oh, you think we got another um, deluxe figure coming from the Bad Batch? And yeah, like, I think it would be very easy to pop those forearms on and off. Yeah, I can't remember. I, who right. I can't remember who it, it was, but. Um, in one of the earlier episodes of the Cantina, when you guys were doing reviews, somebody kept making reference to Mando being like the Inspector Gadget of the Star Wars universe. And I'm thinking it's actually Echo now. Yeah, no, Echo is 100% go go Echo arm. <laughs> no, I like that, man. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be getting some upgrades. Um, one thing about Star Wars you can always count on is upgrades, right? They're not going to miss an opportunity to sell you another version of something that you already have. Okay. We haven't even got, or some people haven't received shipments of their crosshairs yet, and they just pre-ordered another crosshairs today. So yeah, it's gonna happen. Exactly. 
So, yeah, Bad Batch, we're still all in, man. We only got about, what, eight episodes? No, not even. I think we got seven episodes left. Yeah, I believe you're right. Nope, nine. It's a 16? And this was episode nine. Oh, this is episode nine. Oh, really? Is this already nine? I thought it was eight. Yeah, we're moving right. Oh, man, I don't know. I could be wrong, I guess. I've been wrong before. Just don't tell Gil. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, you're right. It's episode eight, so yeah. Okay, we're we're officially halfway. Um, Do you think we're going to get another season of this? You know... I know a lot of people think this is going to go dark and we're going to see the, you know, the team members falling off. I think we got a lot of life in this one. I yeah. Think, I think that this one goes the distance, I think. I think you just, I mean, as many seasons as you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, right now, this is episodic. You know, it's not like the Clone Wars when they're jumping around. Um, these episodes can be as close and far apart as they want to be. I'm thinking we had a couple of months of them working for Sid before they met up with Rex, but then we're seeing one episode legitimately going to the next episode. So, like, our timeline doesn't have to be wonky. You know, we can keep these as tight as possible. The yeah, next I- episode can certainly start up with them on the ship as they're leaving the planet. So, I mean, it can all be within a couple hours of each other. And I'm sure it will. Like, I... And I've told you this before. That's one reason I really like this is the linear storyline. Mm-hmm. And, and time yeah, works kind of weird in the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian, for that matter, right? Like you don't really know if it's a couple weeks, couple months, twenty four hours, fifteen minutes. Like you don't really know. Yeah. Well, like um, I mean, I'm assuming it feels like it's been like at least a year in between or season one, season two of the Mandalorian, especially when we see how like you know, you know much work that um, oh Carl Weathers, what's his character's name? It's not oh Quentin. yeah, you, you know you're right because he does kind of rebuild Navarro. You're talking about Grief Karga. Yes, Grief Karga. Like I mean, he rebuilds a city or a smuggler's den into a full on you know. City with okay. people in schools. I didn't know so, I mean, really that's considered not that. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't yeah, really considered gonna, that. Yeah, but like that kind of struck me as odd because I was really thinking like season one legitimately was just probably a few weeks away. And then when I saw that, I was like, no, we've definitely, you know, he's built an entire community here. Yep, you were 100% right. So it works weird, but not that weird. Yeah. Um, another. The thing that kind of came across my, you know, um, my viewing this week was it looks like Dave Dave Filoni had intentionally removed Cody from Rebels. They were going to, it seems like the original plan was once Thrawn had realized that the Rebels had uh, retired clones working with them, uh, he was going to utilize the clones that, you know, the Empire still had as a way to kind of counteract, like, you know, their understanding of combat, and that one of the original plans was for Cody to come back and kind of be that, you know, opposite of Hunter and Wolf and Gregor. <clears throat> but that those uh, plans were changed last minute. Do you think uh, Filoni might be trying to sneak uh, Cody into the Bad Batch at some point in time? Yeah, I do. I think you're going to see everybody you want to see. Um, that's why you get, I mean, who would have thought we got Cad Bane, right? Like, you're going to see everybody in this series. And the timeline works perfectly fine. You don't have to worry about aging and all that stuff. I mean, it, this was legitimately a few months ago, when we, the last time we saw some of these characters in their timeline. 
You know, I've always thought about that too. Like, how do you know which clone is which, right? Other than like they try to distinguish themselves through paint jobs or haircuts or facial hair, tattoos, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even more to your point. This is, now I'm getting real cockadoodie speculating here, but you know, uh, to your point, even more so about Rex, isn't that helmet very similar to Cody's helmet? Yes. Uh, me, what, the original ones. Cody's helmet, like, um, he took the phase two helmet, like, where Rex, like, fused the parts of the, cl- or phase two helmet that he liked with the phase one. So that's okay. why, uh, Rex's helmet has, like, the welding marks on it. Okay. He ju- like, he liked his phase one helmet and actually wasn't excited about giving that one up, if I remember correctly. Okay, so maybe, maybe not so much there, but, um, yeah, now we'll see Cody in some capacity. Uh, I really do okay. think that. What else we got as far as uh, the movies and stuff? We get any news out this week? Man, this one was actually pretty cool because if um, you might not remember this one, but what caused um, Ahsoka to um, leave the Jedi Order was she was framed in uh, the wrong Jedi arc um, by a character called uh, Baris Afra or Afi, and it seems that. Um, Lucasfilms is looking to cast somebody to play this character for the upcoming Ahsoka series. So we never found out what happened after they realized that she was the one that had um, blown up part of the Jedi Temple and had framed Ahsoka in the story arc. So we're not sure we're going to be seeing a modern day version that's going to be meeting up with Ahsoka again or these are going to be flashbacks. But, you know, definitely a character that was a big part of her story arc, especially early on, um, coming back into live action. Yeah, so I know this is kind of the speculation on on what this casting was, right? If I remember correctly, and and to put it crudely, the casting was for an Asian woman in her mid-30s, right? Late 20s, mid-30s. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I could see how everyone is thinking Barris Offrey. Uh, I'd be cool with that. The less Force users after Return of the Jedi, the better, in my opinion. Um, that's mm-hmm. why I was thinking, like, could they be trying to squeeze Afra into this? Which, you know, I was just going off kind of what I'd read, but when I, you know, when you saying that one, that would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I know most of the outlets are thinking Barris Offrey because it makes sense that it's. Probably her, for lack of a better term, arch nemesis, right? I, I mean, they were friends for so long. It was just more of like a, uh, like really bad betrayal. Okay, so uh, I, I, I think that would be great. Um, but man, Afra, like I think this is a perfect spot to bring Afra and uh, give her another spinoff show. Yeah, I mean, you saying that? I mean, that would that would be so fun because I mean. Roughly, you know, we got the A-Team and the Bat-Batch. We've got, you know, the War Show and the Clone Wars. The Mandalorian roughly is the Western. We're assuming that the Book of Boba Fett's going to be, like, our version of the Sopranos. Afra, that would be Star Wars Indiana Jones. I mean, it's a whole nother, you know, genre that just shows how it would work in, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, I agree with you there. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there just strictly because of the casting, right? Yeah. Because she is depicted as like a, um, her features are 
uh, that of an Asian woman, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's see, let's see, bring me more of that stuff. I want to see it all. Um, real quick, I wanted to go over some poll results talking about, uh, some characters we thought could show up in the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Since we're talking live action. Um, Mandalorian or the Book of Ophet? Uh, Book of Ophet, I'm sorry. Mandalorian season (laughs) 2.5. Um, yeah, pull your leg there. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. So. Uh, man, and I, I, I'm really sorry, guys. Like, we actually had some really good turnout on this, and I didn't even write anybody's name down to their answers. So, um, we got the Sarlacc itself. That, I think that's a no-brainer. I think we see Boba Fett emerge from the Sarlacc. And, he, and Tamora Morrison has even said, like, we're gonna see basically what he's been up to from, from Jedi to Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, so, we know where he was at the end of Jedi. Let's let's see how he got out of there. Yeah, uh, someone else had put Cad Bane. Um, I think a lot of people kind of thought this, and after this episode of The Bad Batch, I think that's almost guaranteed. I think we're going to see Cad Bane in some capacity. Yeah, I'm thinking more probably like flashback. I mean, I'm, I was surprised that Cad Bane was in the, the episode of The Bad Batch. For some reason, I just feel like he's not going to make it too far, especially knowing how bad he has upset Vader prior to Vader being Vader. If Vader sees him, he's a goner. Absolutely. So that brings us to the next one. Someone had put Vader. Um, that's not going to happen, guys. He, Vader died at the end of Return of the Jedi. I mean, unless it's flashbacks, that's the only way that one works. But, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, which very well could be. Like, I, I would like that. They already have Hayden done in the suit again, so throw him, throw him on a scene real quick. I'm cool with that. Um, one that is a little on the goofier side, but I'm here for it, is Jar Jar. Dude, I mean, if Jar Jar is still alive, I mean, I don't know how he would fit into this show, just because, like, in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to... Com- like I said earlier, I see the book of Boba Fett being like the Sopranos of Star Wars, where you're rooting for the bad guy. I see Boba Fett just going back to, you know, being the villain. He's taking over a crime syndicate. He's going to be doing some awful things, and we're going to be rooting for him all the way. I don't know how he would work, but if they could, if anybody's going to make, you know, Jar Jar work in this, it's going to be Filoni and Favreau. So, yeah, if they can do it. Let's see it. Absolutely. And if I remember correctly, in the Aftermath books, they do touch on Jar Jar a little bit. He, you know, basically had a total disgraceful discharge of from the Senate. Um, and he was acting as a street performer, like a clown, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So, unless he's banished to Tatooine or he was Bib Fortuna's personal jester, maybe we don't see Jar Jar. <laughs> Um, Dengar, or what we know him as now, Rothgar Deng, I, I would, I'm here for this, and I want to see his modifications, right? Because we do know that he goes through modifications to disguise himself all the way up to Rise of the Sky, of Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. I mean, they've got backstory. We know he's there. That could be cool. Um, we get Mayfield. I have a sneaking suspicion this was you. Did you, did you say this here? I'm not sure if I responded with it, but it's definitely my pick. It's definitely my pick. Yeah, I think I think we see Mayfield here. I don't know how much Star Wars Bill Burr is willing to do, um, but I know his character is is pretty beloved. So uh, 
I'm sure Disney chicks make you make you sing a different tune. Oh yeah. And lastly, uh, we got Camonians, Caminoans. But man, I can never say it correctly. Caminoans. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't see them being like the ones that we know. I see this kind of being like um, the cloner uh, that we saw in uh, the Mandalorian season one and two. But like the traditional long, like long necked aliens types, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Uh, that's a good point. I would like to see those. Like, uh, what's her name? Lara Sue. Is is that one of them from the Bad Batch? Ooh, I think so. I think so. So, um, yeah, maybe one of those. Now, something that nobody put in here. What about Rex? What about the Bad Batch? What about Omega? Those are my picks. Hey, I like those picks too. I mean, for some reason, I mean, we do know that Rex is, um, he should still be alive. If, like, all the fan theories that, you know, Lucasfilms has cascaded around, there is roughly the possibility that Rex had a cameo at the end of, um, Return of the Jedi. It's never really been, you know, confirmed outside of stuff that's not really, like, canon. But, I mean, yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, could you imagine what it would be like for him to have to don, like, the helmet for one scene and then film the scene in old man makeup? And they could easily do that by just putting a stunt double under the Boba Fett armor and having him play Rex. Yeah, just doing voiceover in uh, post-production, yeah. And as as involved as Filoni is, I can almost guarantee you we will see Rex in some in some capacity. I mean... Nobody put that in there, but, I mean, I could also see Ahsoka popping up. Just, uh, if nothing else, she's going to at least like to hear, you know, the sound of Boba Fett's voice. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even think about that. So, we're, you know, we're still excited for the book of Boba Fett. It's going to happen here soon. Uh, They are finished filming, so bring it on, man. We got a couple of other Disney Plus drops, something you and I had speculated on a little bit. Um, We got the old 1980s cartoon droids that dropped today yeah i was actually um you sent me a a little message on that one so i'm thinking tomorrow morning me and the boy are probably gonna start up on that and you know start that up because i've never seen it didn't really know about it before you know me and you were talking about it a couple weeks ago just with how those figures go for so this is gonna be fun I'm, i'm excited to uh watch a few episodes and form an opinion on it it's a good Saturday morning sugary cereal cartoon, you know. Okay, I've got both of those things ready. Yeah, that, that's that. You know, that's how me and and my daughter will be spending Saturday morning, watching <laughs> some droids, eating some shitty sugary cereal. Um, with that being said, uh, we got the announcement that we're going to get a preview of Star Wars Visions at Anime Expo in July on July third. So that'll be neat. We'll have actually. Basically, we have some news talking about something we'll be able to talk about in a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy when you put it like that. I feel, you know, I feel like it's a crazy thing to bring up, but I think Visions has the possibility to be um, very interesting. I would like, I, I mean, we still don't know much about it outside of the concept of it, so this will be nice to know if we're looking at a reimagining of stories that are existing or if we're going to get some new stories. So that actually 
is very interesting to me going forward. But yeah, it's funny when you put it like that. We have news of news that we will be speculating on later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I am excited for this series. I don't know if you've ever got on YouTube and watched that little, um, fan made anime about the TIE fighter pilot. Oh, it's so no, good. Oh, I'll send you a link. It's so good. It's probably about five minutes long. If it's anything like that, oh man, sign me up. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually excited about this. I'm not much of an anime guy. If, you know, if you listen to the Geek Out show, you know that. Um, but this, you know, it's Star Wars, so I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm assuming this is probably going to be, uh, Gil's favorite Star Wars news of, you know, the last couple of years. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but man, that's all we got as far as the news. Is there anything that we miss? Anything that we need to touch on? I mean, if so, please do not treat me like Halo Collector or Yak Face. Just, you know, please send me a nice message. <laughs> Don't just roast me. But yeah, if we miss anything, please let us know and we'll definitely be happy to touch on it, you know, next week. Yeah. And uh, man, I feel kind of bad because, dude, I've been following those pages for a while. Kylo, even when he went away, you know, he went away for about a year. And then oh, wow. the, the day he came back, I, I was one of the first people that like, oh, man, he's back, like, you know, champion in it. Um, but, yeah, be nice to those guys. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I've been trolling their comments a little bit, and I feel bad about it, but I'm just having good fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, your comment when I saw it made me laugh, so I, I'm assuming they know that's not some of these crap comments. Yeah. But, you know, before we get out of here, you know, maybe that, that can be like our last call for the week. Guys, sure. let's, let's get in the last call. Yeah. I just think it's important, like, guys, especially when it comes to the collecting, you know, these people who put in all this time don't owe that to you. They do this out of, you know, love of collecting and the community. They don't have to. They don't owe you that. And nine times out of ten, they're not getting anything, mostly because they're leaking, right? They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not benefiting from it very much. Yeah. I can't imagine Walmart is super pumped that, like, they're posting up links for stuff that isn't live yet that they know is going to just have people just constantly hit and refresh. I'm assuming that's not great on their servers. So, you know, Walmart's definitely happy we have those links live or, you know, those links early. Absolutely, man. And, and you know, like you said, it's just because they like collecting. They're just trying to do us a service. I, I've built most of my Star Wars collection around links provided by those two. So, um, and contrary to belief, they're not one and the same. They're not the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but, like anybody in the world has that much time to run two of the biggest Star Wars collecting accounts. Yeah. And one, and Yak Face with his website, which go to yakface.com for all of your Star Wars collecting news. Absolutely. Um, but with that, man, I think we can call it a night. I'm going to be uh, going to Dallas tomorrow to catch a Rangers game. Oh, I'm not expecting much out of it, but you know, I like. I think baseball is like my favorite sport to watch in person, so I'm super excited. Even if, like I don't care about either team, but we're going out there, going to see the new stadium. It's going to be fun. You got any big plans this weekend? Man, I'm hanging out by the pool. That's all I'm really trying to do. I got all my yard work done today, so I'm excited for you, man. I, too, am a big uh, baseball fan, so uh, unfortunately, my team is the Mariners, and we're not that great. Um, we're doing okay. Well, you know, we've talked about this before. My team is the Astros, and uh, 
you bring that up to most people and they want to start talking about cheating. But when it comes to when it comes to the rankings, cheater, you know, remind them cheater. how many, yeah, how many World Series you know the Rangers have versus the Astros. Oh yeah, or the Mariners for that matter. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't going to say that. You've always been nice to me. <laughs> so with that being said, man, check out all of our shows on the Geek Out Show Network. Uh, hit up hit up everything we do, man. We love having fun with it. Send us your Star Wars news. Send us your Star Wars questions, topics. You want to be on the show? Just hit us up, man. We're, we're all here for it. Um, and again, this is episode 22 because we do have the Lost 20 episode. I don't think we'll ever record that. Uh, that, that was just a miscalculation on my part. No, 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 man. There's a 20 somewhere out there. It's um, if I ever release it. Oh, there we go. So uh, <laughs> maybe Master Yoda can get you to release that. So, man, uh, like I said, check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, shout out to everyone who listens to us. Uh, you can find me at JRoot Toys on Instagram. Heath is over at, at Ordering Toys on Instagram. We're always here to talk Star Wars. Um, I think that's going to do it, man. So until next time. Be nice to Kylo Collector and Yak Face. Come on. Come on. I've got the money. You will never find more wretched hide, scum, and villainy.